Hi FM, 101.9 megahertz of life. Joining us now on the line, Professor Barry Shib, Chairperson of the Ministerial Advisory Committee on COVID Vaccines. Professor, very good afternoon to you. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, thank you. Good afternoon to you. And thanks, of course, for making the time here to just uh, shed some light on us uh, as to what's happening with uh, South Africa's uh, society, uh, showing a reluctance to get uh, vaccines or any other kind of vaccine, rather flu vaccines, any other vaccines in general. And uh, question, I guess we'll unpack this as we go along. Are there any different types of uh, flu vaccines? But as I say, we will unpack that a little later on. Right now, where does the situation stand at the moment? What are your findings and observations regarding regarding this reluctance to, to get vaccinated? Um, with regard to flu, well, you yes. know, we are heading into the colder winter. I think yeah. the North Field is getting a bit colder. And from the NICD, they are starting now to pick up, it's a little early days, but they are starting to pick up that there is influenza circulating in the community. So certainly we are going to head into influenza season mm-hmm. soon. Uh, and uh, I think this is really the time that people... If they haven't yet been vaccinated, they should be vaccinated against influenza, particularly if they fall uh, into the high-risk categories. Is there a, is this a particular influenza strain or strand that we are looking at, Professor, that you that you are warning against? No, there isn't a particular strain. Right. There are normally there are normally one or two, sometimes three strains which circulate in the community. It depends mm-hmm. on it varies from year to year. Okay. Um, but usually there's one dominant strain and that disappears and it's replaced by another one. Right. Uh, but these strains are <clears throat> are generally incorporated into the vaccine. Right. You know, there's, there's a meeting once a year in Geneva. Uh, it's actually twice a year, once for each hemisphere. Mm-hmm. Um, and they look at what has been circulating in the past hemisphere in their winter season, their respective winter season. And from okay. that, they make a, a pretty good scientific prediction of what to incorporate into the vaccine. Because what you want to do mm-hmm. is match in the vaccine okay. what is circulating in the community. And usually it's fairly, fairly kind of accurate. There have been one or two years where there's been a bit of a deviation, but usually it, it corresponds pretty well. Professor, so if we can just delve a bit deeper into this uh, issue. So what, why are people reluctant? Well, what is holding them back? What, are, what is it? What, what do they believe yeah. or not believe or why? Why, 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 <laughs> yes, why don't they yeah. want it? Are they scared no, of needles? I, 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 I think that's one. I, well, I think okay. I think there are a couple of reasons. I right. think, first of all, I think the primary problem is just apathy. You know, okay. you kind of, uh, you know, just couldn't be bothered to go, spend the time and uh, go and get a vaccine. Right. Um, I think the other thing people are kind of worried about, some people also are worried about the, uh, the pain of a needle, and it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's almost painless, in fact. Um, right. But, you know, some people do react to the vaccine, unfortunately. They do have, um, you know, <clears throat> a kind of a, a flu-like illness uh, on the day or two following it. Uh, but it usually, usually disappears. It's usually well treated with a aspirin or panado or something sure. like that. Well, uh, I was, uh, if I could come in there, um, mm, sure. I'll, I'll certainly put my hand up here as being one of them traditional methods of methods or, or approaches as opposed to vaccines. I will, I, I prefer, you know, to, yeah. uh, have my, my natural self tackle the, the virus, want of a better description, along with what nature provides at the, at the moment, which are what, which is what I've done over the years. I mean, this time of the year, we do have the citrus fruits coming to bear. So I will take, you know, the, the lemon, uh, orange, tangerine uh, combinations and what have you, and begin to boost yeah. myself against that. I'm just saying that's me putting my hand up. Could, the, could that concept also be influencing 
Uh, I think it is. I yeah. think it does as well. Look, I, I think the, the, there, are, there, are, there are two categories of people that should be vaccinated. Mm-hmm. There's the one category where, medically speaking, they really ought to be vaccinated. They should be vaccinated, strongly recommended. Right. That's what you call the high-risk individuals. That's people who are certainly over the age of 65 okay. should have an annual vaccination. People who've got underlying medical conditions like lung, chronic lung disease, chronic heart disease, okay. diabetes, those kind of categories. Right. Because they, if they do get flu, uh, it's not like what you described. You know, they can get pneumonia, they can get severe disease, right. and it can, flu can be fatal. Uh, we do have several yes. thousand cases per year of people that die of influenza. Indeed. So in, in the high-risk people, and also I should also mention pregnant mothers, because you want to protect the infant as well as the pregnant mother. So I, I think there are categories where there's medically advised, certainly advisable. Then we have the other category of people where it's a choice, and it's a choice now flu, Mm-hmm. can be a lousy disease. It can put you off work for maybe uh, five, six, maybe a week, uh, six days to a week. Uh, and you want to prevent that. Uh, sure. And the vaccine is very good at preventing that. There's no question about it. Right. That's been shown with many, many studies. Mm-hmm. But there, it is really a matter of choice. And uh, uh, it really depends on the person's circumstances. Uh, I would personally, I've been vaccinated. My family do vaccinated every year now okay. for, oh, I don't know how many years. Because, uh, you know, it's a, it's a pretty innocuous way of preventing uh, a rather unpleasant disease, which can put you off work for a few days. Well, people, very, uh, people could also argue and say, well, won't the vaccines make your immune, your immune system lazy? Or, not yeah. at all. No, okay. absolutely not one iota of scientific evidence for that at all. Okay. No, no, no. no because Just we to be clear that. Because we are exposed to these, these, these organisms really. Uh, anyway, whether you want, whether you get it through your arm or whether you breathe it in. Right. So that's not going to make any difference to your immune system. Your immune system will recognize the vaccine or to recognize if you get infected equally well. Indeed, Professor. Very quickly, I've just, uh, just a few seconds left. Uh, what particular population groups, age groups, showed such reluctance? I suppose uh, I was meant to rather ask you this earlier on. What are we looking at? There? <laughs> I think it's the young adults. Mm, okay. uh, the young, healthy adults who kind of, uh, really in a way couldn't be bothered or scared of needles or worried about the side effects right. of the vaccine. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think it's particularly that group. Indeed, Professor, assuring us uh, that uh, the vaccine is safe, uh, that's the way to go, and it certainly will not affect your immune, your immune, dis- immune system, rather, or your defense system, if you'd like to put it that way. Professor Barry Shub, thank you, for, thank you very much for joining us this afternoon, just to clarify the situation regarding vaccines and uh, what they really mean. And, uh, yeah, any doubts that anyone has about it. Professor Barry Shub, chairperson of the Ministerial Advisory Committee on COVID vaccines.